So welcome to Stouts with My Spouse. I'm Carrie. And I'm Patrick. And this is Stouts with My Spouse. R- record scratch. It's kombucha with my st- with my spouse. I'm sorry. I thought it was funny. I thought it would land better. Record scratch. <laughs> we have Courtney Lorenz, owner of Cultured Kombucha in Traverse City, Michigan, joining us. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Patrick. How are you? Good. Doing great. We're yeah. so excited that you were us today. Yes. And I am honored as the awkward ferment of kombucha to be on a show that is generally about alcoholic ferments. So well, hey, listen, you should that. be. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really excited to just sample. We're going to talk kombucha, talk small business, talk boss ladiness yeah. with Courtney while we sample her lovely kombucha. We're going to start Courtney off with um the OG the original mm-hmm. great choice so when I have people try our kombuchas I often recommend that we start with the OG or what we call our master brew um kombucha if you don't know what it is you know like when you say the word kombucha you either know exactly what someone's talking about or you think they just spoke like a totally different language right and so if you don't know what kombucha is, it's a fermented tea, but it's fermented for health instead of alcohol. And so in that process, you're going to get probiotics, live cultures, digestive enzymes, uh, but it also tastes really great too. And so it's a little bit tart, a little bit sweet, and a little bit bubbly. Yeah, for sure. The the OG, it just is it's so refreshing in your yeah. mouth. but. Uh, I know when you're saying, um, like, people are like, are you speaking a different language? I think the only thing I knew about kombucha and a couple of my friends when I talked with them just recently, um, they only know it from either seeing it on a shelf or, like, a couple memes that have kind of floated around out there with kombucha. But they're all just like, this kind of seemed like a word word that I didn't know how to pronounce. But... uh, um, this is so good. Yeah, this is definitely all my friends are going to be trying this. Like, there's some awesome memes out there about kombucha, but yeah, you're totally right. It's, I mean, technically, it's been around just as long as beer and wine. You know, it's been around two thousand plus years, um, but the industry itself is just so young and what we know about it. And so it's, it's awesome to see how many people that we still get to educate on on our product. Well, with this OG, I'm feeling like it's just the right amount of bubbles and I feel refreshed and like I don't have that taste and that, you know, sometimes with cider or hard cider or apple mill cider, while it's enjoyable, I also feel like it's this thickness to it and the sugar just yep. kind of sticks to the back of your teeth and mm-hmm. it's kind of like you, and this just the right Especially like the mass produced stuff. Yeah, this is just the like, right amount of sweetness. It's beautiful. Oh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, what I like what, what I like about the OG is you're right. It's it's super crisp and it's super refreshing, but it doesn't leave a lingering flavor on your palate. So right. um and kombucha itself, like ours is actually it's very low sugar, which I like because you're still getting a full bodied flavor because of all the acids that are in it and the different profiles you're getting. Um but it actually has less than one gram of sugar per ounce. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty great. 
I mean, go to the grocery store and you look at any label and you would be astounded at how many grams of sugar are mm -hmm. actually in, like, everything we eat. Like, literally, you go, you try to buy beef jerky and there's, uh, it's really hard to find in a store beef jerky with less than five grams of sugar in it. And that's, that's beef crazy. jerky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and these things are being targeted as, like, health foods when mm -hmm. you actually read the labels and so... Gosh, it's just so important that we have an understanding of what's going into our bodies and how it relates to our bodies and, and knowing how to read labels properly. I think that was one of the reasons we became certified organic um, was just to help people with that transparency aspect, you know, to know that we're doing our best as a company to help you understand what's in the product. So what goes into that being certified organic? And while you're talking about that, we'll pour some... Uh, um... Of the ginger kombucha? It's the genuine mm. ginger. Is Patrick's next pour he selected. Probably because he liked the sound of it. I did. <laughs> we like to do some fun alliterations with our names. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the genuine ginger is really great because I think it's a softer toned ginger. It's not a spicy in your face ginger. Um it's more like a natural ginger ale, in my opinion, that has ginger, lemongrass, and rose hips. Um, and so I really want to show people how that ginger could balance itself. Yeah. yeah. I like, I yeah. feel like it hits you at different parts of mm -hmm. the sip. It's not like a ginger ale where it just kind of takes a two by four and smacks you right upside the head. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel it in your tonsils. <laughs> right. But just well, that's the it. thing is like beverages, in my opinion, they shouldn't they should go with things. They shouldn't ever overpower something. Yeah. Yes, and that's yeah. something that you find a lot in spouts. Uh, and spouts. spouts. <laughs> in, in stouts, it's like you're drinking this by itself. <laughs> well, yeah, because we'll review a stout beer and it's so thick, and we're like, this is a standalone. Yep. Like I would never have this with an actual meal because it is so mm -hmm. rich and thick and it's, it's the meal itself it's unless meal. it's the meal unless itself totally i have yeah, not had a stout that. that did not go with some really good mac and cheese okay okay <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so what can i tell you guys about being certified organic so oh, what does a... that mean like what vendors you're buying from mainly is that the main component of it i think that's a very large component of it for sure um there's it's a it's a pretty big project uh and what i explain to it, people um, our process is essentially making sure that we can be as transparent as possible so we have to thoroughly vet our vendors and make sure that they are up to compliance as well so Anything and everything that comes through our door uh, is certified organic. Essentially, our entire facility is certified organic and certified vegan. Um, and then we also have to be able to do really great tracking going forward from our business as well. So we have to be able to tell people, whoever we've sold it to for the last essentially five years, where it's gone and how it's traveled. Mm. And yeah. I never would have even thought of that when I hear the word organic. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And, you know, there's the basics, like there's the compliance in terms of, you know, what can and can't go into it. And for us, like from the beginning, that wasn't, we were already adapting our practices to that. You know, we, I was a chef. And so it was very important to me to understand 
what was going into my food and and how it was interacting with my body. Um, but it, honestly, it's it's a ton of paperwork. It's very rewarding paperwork, but it's a lot. Yeah, that's. I remember seeing something like just to have organic, like an organic farm, you have to have no fertilizer or anything touch the, or no unnatural fertilizer or something like that touch the uh, fields for a certain amount of years straight. And so you're basically, it, the farmers have to make that sacrifice for that X amount of years to even get to that point, And then they get the benefits of organic uh, certified. Uh, so it's definitely an awesome step that some people are taking. Yeah, Patrick, you're totally right. So these, a lot of these farms, if they're a newer startup farm, they have to invest between three and five years of testing in their soil before they can even start selling crops as organic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I think that's a solid, you know, investment of time for sure to transition. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is that the NOP or the National Organics Program has luckily published a transitioning farm category in the last couple of years. So those farmers can participate in some parts of it. They just can't call it fully organic yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's super helpful. Yeah. I remember seeing someone do like a breakdown, like of how much yield they would lose and they're like, it eventually ends up evening out, but you are constantly at a loss for three years, basically. But I don't know if he was factoring in any of the, um, those programs. But uh, what uh, what one are we going with next, Carrie? Um, I would say the Namaste Nectar. Can we stay with the alliterations? <laughs> Absolutely, please do. Okay. Um, and so you spoke a little bit about gut health with kombucha. And I was yep. kind of curious, like, what does it actually look like in our bodies? Like, what's happening when we drink some booch? Ooh, that's a that's a big question too. You guys are like nailing them left and right. <laughs> <laughs> so, where where should we start on this? Um, I think the easiest way for me to say it to start is that your body is very much alive and living, right. and your food should be too. And so kombucha is a living food when manufactured correctly. And so this kombucha is that bottle that you have in your hand essentially has over like 3 billion live cultures in it at any given time. Um, the f- remember the first time I took my kombucha and I put it under a microscope and I said, I was like, no way, it's actually alive. Like, to see these little things moving under the microscope was just the most incredible experience. Yeah. Um, and so when, when you're drinking kombucha and when you're consuming it, you're nourishing your body with food that's alive, um, which in turn supports what's referred to as your microbiome. And it's been vastly understudied in the past, but in I'd say the last five to seven years, it's really gotten the attention it deserves. Um, essentially, your entire body is on the inside coated in a very unsexy way with bacteria and and live cultures and so your body adapts every day to its environments right right so it's adapting to the food you're putting in it your stress levels your environmental toxins um, all of these types of things and so your bacteria in your body sways back and forth and so kombucha is actually going in and replenishing you with the good bacteria you need yeah that's awesome (laughs) this this namaste nectar i i think reminds me of fall it sells interesting i don't know why when i drink it i'm like this is a fall drink for me 
I don't yeah. know why so, I'm saying that. Yeah, and that was a super nerdy breakdown. But the Namaste Nectar has been our bestseller ever since we launched. Really? I, I yeah. like it. But for me, I taste it. And I'm like, this is a fall cozy because it says it's with elderberry and currants. And I'm sorry, I can't see. I'm blind. Hibiscus. And to me, that's like more of a cozy. I don't know why. Rich. Totally. It's very rich and very full-bodied. So, like, technically all of our kombuchas have the same level of sugar in them. Um, But that the dark berries in that makes it feel really rich and, like... um, I could see how you compare it to fall because it's probably got a little bit of a wine-like flavor, I guess. Yeah, it, it yeah, kind of tastes totally, like it. it's reminiscent of a rosé in a way. Yeah, I don't, I don't for know. Sure. But yeah, it obviously, a, it's not as sugary as a rosé because, like, ugh, barf. <laughs> looks like the darker, the darkest out of all of them. Yeah, so, the yeah. color is awesome too. Maybe it was that too. Um, what should we? I kind of think that's part of why it's the bestseller is because of the color. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, mm-hmm. red's a power color. <laughs> I like mean, when, when I look at beer, table. I always want to see if it if it's pouring out the darker one. I'm always going to go with it. Totally. <laughs> but, um, Consumer science at its finest, right? Exactly, and then I can get tricked by a bottle that looks like it's going to have a really dark beer, and then I pour it out, and I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't read this. This <laughs> like, is a this is a sour or an IPA, and you done tricked me with the labeling. Okay, Courtney, out of Uber, Berry, or Lavender Bliss, which one do you think we should try next? Ooh, that's a tough call. Um, so I'm going to say Lavender Bliss because it's my personal favorite as a brewer. Gotcha. It took me the longest to like figure out how to brew it. But the Uber Berry is a really good contender, too. Let's, go, let's do the Uber Berry second. Okay. So this is the Lavender Bliss. Thank you for... Patrick is the professional pourer for the night, and I feel like a queen. Thank you, honey. you are All right. You know, what's really challenging from, now that you bring up pouring is that kombucha doesn't have any of the proteins in it that beer does um, because it doesn't use malt. It's gluten-free. And so the pouring and the carbonation on it is actually really challenging to hone in, you, like getting the right froth and head on it. Maybe I'm doing it all wrong, but it tastes good. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. And I think of lavender, and I think of soap and laundry detergent. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it can be so heavy, soapy. But this is delicious and light. Uh- what I really like about this is you take one drink, it tastes good, then you breathe out and you smell your breath and you're like, oh man, that smells good for once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's awesome. So the Lavender Bliss is a blend of jasmine, rose, and lavender. And when you hear that, you kind of think you're going to be rubbing your face in a bowl of potpourri. Yes. But the way it blends with the kombucha base flavor it is pretty cool in the fact that it comes out as the very, um, it's a very I think it's a very unexpected flavor, actually. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's unique and it stands on its own. But if I gave it to you on your own, you probably wouldn't think it was a bunch of flowers in it. No, not at all. I don't even right. think, but think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, exactly. I'm like trying to imagine what lavender tastes like, even though I'm like tasting it right now. <laughs> 
Isn't that cool though? Like I think that's the most exciting part to me. Mm-hmm. And but don't get me wrong, like when we tried to make it the first couple of times, there was a lot of batches that did come out like soap and really gross. Um and so what we did is we actually ended up taking the flowers and using them like you would a hop in the oh, beer. Okay. And we steeped them all at different intervals um, to pull out different profiles. That's amazing. Well, you can tell. Yeah, so the jasmine we used as a base note, and so we stepped it for longer. Um, and then the lavender was a really quick, like, flash steep at the end just to pull the aromatics off of it. I would say out of all the ones we've tried, other than the OG, this is the one that I envision myself, the Lavender Bliss, having with a meal. I don't know. Like, like I I can just totally imagine it pairing well with, like, the meal we ate this evening. Wouldn't you say, honey? He's like, yeah. I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't say no. I'm just trying to think of which one I'd rather have with uh, with a meal. I can't say I dislike any of them. So I'm going to pour the Uberberry. Maybe I was just thinking about our dinner tonight. Sorry. I think that Lavender Bliss makes a really good gin and tonic, too. Oh, really? Oh, I'd yeah. be so into that. Yeah. I feel like gin and tonics are my family's cocktail. That's awesome. So I don't know. We're all, like, middle-aged men. You know, I've had Jen for deep, a while. Deep down in our spirits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. So, this is the Uber Berry kombucha. And the amount of times we get asked what a Uber Berry is, it just <laughs> never gets old. Never gets old. What, what's a Uber Oh, my berry? gosh. Exactly. So, Uber Berry is a blend of blueberries and basil. And so when we can, we source that basil from organic farmers in northern Michigan. Um, we usually partner with our friends at Providence Farm. Um, we also partner with a farm called Lakeview Hill Farm, who grows ginger for us um, miraculously in northern Michigan, which is pretty cool as well. Um, and then certified organic blueberries from Michigan. Oh, my gosh. I would have never in my mind. I mean, I wouldn't think of a lot of things, but... Uh, berries and basil. Uh, just, uh, I wouldn't either. Yeah. And I'm not a big berry fan when it comes to blueberries, especially, but like this is like out of this world. I feel so like I'm saying the I same is... thing about every single one. I'm like, this is amazing, but it's the truth. It's amazing. Okay. Sorry. You're awesome. I cut you off. Ugh. No, no, no. Um, I think basil is a really diverse. Uh, flavor profile depending on what you pair it with it can bring things out really nicely so like that I, I don't know this is just the culinary nerd in me coming out I guess um, but the basil it, it like it brings out a very light tone in the blueberries and I think it makes it taste less less of a sweet blueberry yes um, and one of the things that I'm really passionate about too is not adding a bunch of extra juices and sugar to our kombucha like you'll go to the store and pull one off the shelf and it's like 8% juice just to give it some flavor to cover up, you know, their, their bad <laughs> base brew. Um, and so we just take the whole organic fruit and all we do is soak it in it in our kombucha base and then wring it out, um, essentially macerate the fruit and herbs in it to get that really pure flavor. And I think with blueberries in particular as, and cherries too, actually, um, shout out to the Traverse City yeah. area, I guess. Uh, 
you know, those kind of fruits get a really bad rep from the fake flavors that are used in a lot of processed foods. But mm -hmm. the, the fruit themselves is actually a really beautiful flavor. Yeah. Now that you say that, I, I like in my, my memory is almost like going from the flavor in my mouth of like the synthetic cherry blueberry to versus like going to a farmer's market and that it is a very different taste. That's mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you drink, you drink this, you can definitely tell that there's not that, that juice in it just by feeling your teeth after drinking it. Right. And I think like when I have conversations about kombucha with people, which I, um, their main thing is, oh, it's just something that has a lot of sugar. Like, why would mm -hmm. I do something with so much sugar was kind of the rebuff that I got. Or like, they yeah. only associate it with the kombucha that has the chia seeds added to it, which oh, is not for everyone. <laughs> No, 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 why is that even no. a thing? I mean, bless you if it is. I mean, I'm not trying to judge you. Totally. Live your life. I mean, I've never had it, <laughs> but I don't think I ever will. So. No. <laughs> well, I love how much time you guys took to kind of get to know kombucha before this too. That's awesome. Um, and just the fact that you guys were curious about it says a lot. Um, but you're, I mean, you're you're totally spot on. When you go to the grocery store, I feel like the majority of what's available is national brands right mm -hmm. and those national brands have scaled to absolute mass production and so when you grow that way I, sometimes people make sacrifices and so a lot of them are super 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 tart so tart that they're like vinegar and they're not palatable anymore right or they swing to the opposite end of the spectrum and they're so sweet that they're trying to make it more like a soda and present it like that yeah and I guess my experience in the culinary world was like no you can make good food and it can taste good too you know it can be good for you and taste good and and you just gotta you know take your time and and craft it well yeah isn't but it's wild how many people think that uh like oh it doesn't taste good so it's got to be good for me yeah yep no nope. that's like probably one of the most common things i've heard next to what is this kombucha stuff you're talking about <laughs> But, like, you're totally right. I And, Patrick, like, I think about when you say, like, so many people, like, oh, this was good food. They always associate it with sugar, fat, salt. And it's, like, actually, that's the best food is the freshest, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, I have it's, an idea, Courtney. Interesting. Yeah. So we have Love's Lemonade and Apple Pie Chai left. And I was thinking mm. we should do the lemonade first and then the apple pie chai because, like, chai is, like, a very distinct flavor and maybe save that for last. Does that sound, like, good? I think that sounds great. And I think the apple pie would serve well as, like, almost like... Toddler time out. This episode is brought to you by MyMichiganBeach.com. MyMichiganBeach breaks down the beautiful state of Michigan in destinations and activities. We like their brewery section for great looks on great brews. Looking to plan a trip in Michigan? Check out MyMichiganBeach.com. Now back to the show. Gonna end on the apple pie chai, but so. right now we're doing Love's Lemonade. Yeah. So we've been peppering 
about questions about kombucha, which are totally legit. But like, also, you're a total boss, and we want to know more about that. Like, so you started with one stove brewing your booch. That sounds weird, mm-hmm. but <laughs> brewing your kombucha. No. <laughs> so why kombucha? Yeah how how did how did I get to fermenting tea for a living? Yes, yeah, and all, all that stuff. Yes. I mean, you fell on the blank. <laughs> yeah, great question. Well, like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, I, you're right. I am in the boss position. I would say that I am an utter and absolute newbie at it, though, and and I have so much to learn. And I guess I think that's what honestly, it's what continues to excite me. It's just like there's always so much more to do and there's so much more to learn you know it just it doesn't end yeah so we started in 2015 and we started with three five gallon batches and we took it to our first farmer's market in downtown traverse city and we sold out in like 20 minutes that's amazing (laughs) um it was such a great experience and so we knew we had a product that was backed by the community, tasted great, had great health benefits, you know, viable business model. And so we kind of started to scale. Um, and yeah, every, like you saw at the brewery when you uh, toured it, um, we used hot plates for everything for about a year, everything that we brewed. And I started it with a couple hundred bucks out of my own pocket and just continued to reinvest it. Um, and then after the hot plates, we went to a home electric stove and everything we brewed for the first three years was on an electric home stove. And I'll be damned that if that stove ever dies, I'm going to keep it as a relic for the rest of oh, my yeah, life. Oh, yeah, you must. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of 2018, we were able to expand into our own warehouse. It's a 5,000 square foot facility, which is, you know, it's been our home ever since. And it's just been a great experience. Um, we have a small tap room where people can come visit us and sample our product. Um, we service about 150 locations in the state of Michigan from a retail standpoint. And we work with three distribution partners to get our product there. So across that board, there's been lessons for days in terms of what, and and every day is a lesson, I guess, but, um, it's, it's definitely an adventure I wouldn't change for anything. That's awesome. This uh, lemonade loves lemonade. Like that could be my lemonade going forward. Yeah, I agree. Like I don't need any other make believe lemonade. <laughs> right. Nothing with a bunch of citric acid in it. Yeah, I mean that's it's just uh, very pleasant, and I enjoy it. Uh, awesome. So we're about to crack open the apple pie chai. And I wanted to make sure to ask you as a business owner, what is like one short thing that you would say to anybody that's looking to start a business or someone that's new taken off? And what's one thing that you've learned uh, along the way that you never were told, never saw in any uh, um, class, like you wouldn't learn in any classroom setting? Ooh, that's a good one. So... Uh, just do it, honestly, would probably be the first thing if they're thinking about doing a business. You know, there's never going to be an ideal time. Um, Trudy, for an example, right? There's never a great time to have a kid. Um, Nothing's ever going to align perfectly. So just do it. Follow your instinct. Follow your gut. 
you know, if you're passionate about something, it's going to show. And I guess my advice to someone who has just started their business, and, and it's something I have to remind myself of regularly, um, especially in times like we are in now. Can I, can I, can I swear on this? Is that okay? <laughs> oh yeah, you can swear. I mean, I, I usually silence the curses, but like we're open to it, so it's fine. For sure. Um, honestly, like just your fears, like they're only getting in your way and they're sabotaging you. You know, you your instinct knows what you're supposed to do, and it'll guide you. And you are more powerful and more prepared than you will ever think you are. Um, and so if you have a fear holding you back, it's pulling you in the wrong direction. Um, and that's something I think as a business owner, a lot of us will struggle with. We struggle with the imposter syndrome. And we struggle with, am I doing it right? Is this my right direction? Is this the right path? And, and you just got to go. You just got to do it. You know, you can't let that fear hold you back. Oh, my gosh. Carrie's literally got I'm her like, hands like to her I'm face. Like like, a, I'm sorry. I'm having a moment because you've said two things. First, I want to tap on your um, your speaking to. It's always a learning process. And I think like having the humility always. of knowing that it's always a learning process just makes you a success. But when you said that, I just was like... I would say some of the worst decisions I've made in my life have been against my intuition and against my gut. And when you said, like, your intuition, follow your gut, that just all kind of, like, really clicked for me when you said that. So I just – I think that's phenomenal advice. And it's not like you – like you, it was a progression, right? It's not like you sold your entire assets to start a business. You were like, no, this is, I tried it out at a farmer's market. And then I took steps on that. I kept reinvesting my own money, you know? So I, yep. I think that that's really cool. This, okay. Here's how I feel about the apple pie chai. I feel like it's a dessert. Do you feel Absolutely. like it's a treat? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would say it's definitely but like, it's at the end of a meal. Treat. Yeah. So like it's it's almost on the same lines of the namaste as it's like it's very rich and satisfying mm-hmm. in that way. But it still has that same content of less than one gram of sugar per ounce. Which is wild so to we, me because it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. It, tastes it literally like, tastes like you're drinking an apple pie. It yes. tastes like a, like yeah, it tastes like a candy. Mm-hmm. Like so vanilla and cardamom are really great at faking a false level of sweetness. I'm into um, it. And so we use a little bit of that. That's awesome. So if you're not in the Traverse City area and you're looking to buy cultured kombucha, how would you go about finding it? Mm, yes. Time for this, uh, the shameless self-promotion plug. Yeah, right? girl. Plug away. I'm going to drink some more of this lemonade stuff. <laughs> Hard pivot from the deep intuition. No, it's all um, right. This is what we do. We keep it light. <laughs> Great. Totally. So um, I would highly recommend going over to our website at www.drinkculture.com. 
Uh, we've got a full list of our retailers that we update about once a month where you can find us um, at a store near you. And if you're ever permitting travel happens again or someday um, in the Traverse City area, we'd love to meet you as well. You know, come on in, taste kombucha. Let us help you find flavors that you love um, so you can make that healthy choice every day uh, because that's kind of our, our mantra. You know, we want to help our customers make healthier lifestyle choices one sip at a time so no definitely reach out to our website for sure reach out to us on facebook or instagram and we'll definitely help you find a place thank you so much and like i am so excited about this kombucha especially because patrick is not a liar at all and he legitimately loves it yeah that's, really? I'm, like would you i don't me like, if you didn't like it patrick i'd say the closest thing to tea that i've ever liked has been an arnold palmer and that is like okay. waste and sugar. Right. It's like a, a gallon of sugar you're basically drinking. Oh, fantastic. But to see Patrick's face and to see him enjoying it, I'm just like, Poof! like, he just, he, he cannot lie. He doesn't have the capability, Courtney. He'd be over here, awesome. like, you'd see him, like, wincing yeah. and being really uncomfortable. No. And I love that mm-hmm. he loves it. So it's like accessible health, which is so cool. It's approachable, accessible health too. Yes. And like, I, that's awesome. That's validating to me as like, a you know, not only as a business owner, but like a person of purpose to, to see people like truthfully enjoying it. So if you don't enjoy it, I fully expect you to tell me. So we wrap up our podcast by just like saying a quick gratitude. Usually Patrick and I say it about one another, but you can say like a general gratitude and then we like do a quick love you goodbye. So I want to say I'm thankful for Patrick because I told him, honey, I know we had the work the week off of work and I want to go for a hike in the snow. Will you come with me? And he was like, oh, are we bringing the dog? <laughs> Instead of like, <laughs> you know, being like, you're a lunatic. He was just like, oh, we should take the dog, right? And I'm like, yeah, right, we should. Yep. So, so I appreciate your on, attitude on went that. Went on a four-mile hike up in Traverse City. We got oh. to take the truck off-roading a little bit because the GPS took us some weird place. And, oh, my uh, gosh. Perfect. It, it was, was awesome. beautiful. It was perfect. Yes. We needed it. So listen, hard hard plug to go up to Traverse City yes. if you're ever in the area. Even this time of year, winter time, it's beautiful. And um, there's a certain place that serves some pretty good tasting liquids that you can stop by. Yeah. Non-alcoholic. I won't say what it is. Oh, I mean, sorry, yeah. sorry. I was shameless there. Um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'll be shameful. <laughs> no, I don't have any shame. So, okay. Um, what I am thankful with you, Carrie Elise, is that this entire week, not only did... Um, and we go up to Traverse City and hike around. But the following days, we did, we just kind of went and re ran errands together. And then, like today, we just kind of bummed out together. And we just genuinely, like the last week, we spent a bunch of time together. And I can't remember the last time that we both took some time off. And we actually spent time together. And we didn't need to go to any, like, actual vacation spot we kind of were just in our own house and right it was um it very was so enjoyable. fun yeah. yeah and 
So Courtney, do you want to shout out any gratitude before we sign off? Always. Absolutely. Um, You know, I think I'm, I'm genuinely grateful for the fact that we got to reconnect. I don't think we have really gotten to talk much since, um, you know, high school ended. And so I'm very grateful that you guys ended up in Traverse City and had the urge to go for a hike. Um, And so I'm grateful that we got to reconnect. Um, I'm also grateful for people getting to experience the area that I live in. Because I think Traverse City, although it is twice the pay for the view of the bay, it's worth every penny. Yeah, And it's to be quarantined in an area during COVID where I could just go right outside and have access to nature like that was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, And I'm grateful to have a body that's healthy and happy and very functional. So yeah, it's my list. Well, hell yeah, Courtney. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for joining us. You guys are rock stars. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you. I know. So we end our recording with a quick love you. Goodbye. Love you. Goodbye. Love you guys. Bye.